The church just gives us this way to plan our life but and to, to plan our lives and to keep us always focused on what is truly important and the genius of the Catholic calendar. But surely the two crowning days and the genius of the Catholic calendar are Easter Sunday and Christmas Day. If all of us would just spend a little bit of time just pondering that, and that this magnificent tracking system that God gave us is totally, or it seems organic and natural to us. It's not. It's heaven sim of the calendar. And uh, I could talk forever. You can hear me uh, being so enthusiastic and wax about the calendar. But it truly is part of our custom and tradition. And I just think we should recognize it uh, a bit more than we do. Well, I agree completely, and it's certainly that uh, New Year starting on January the 1st is completely random. And from a Christian perspective, it makes no sense. I mean, God does write, write uh, straight with crooked lines, and I think having uh, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day in the midst of the 12 days of Christmas has actually accentuated the spirit of festivity, even in the secular culture, which is actually good, because it means that Christmas is not over in one day in most areas. So certainly in my own country of England, as, as, as secular as it is, you know, basically Christmas Eve, certainly until January the 2nd, is, 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 is the period of Christmas. So, you know, so the actual fact that, you know, it, it, even, in, even in the secular culture, this random New Year's Day thing can actually be, be helped by, by God himself, by his providence, to keep the, the thicker of the season alive rather than just the day, because I'm very puzzled, right? Go to the you know go 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 out on Boxing Day the day after Christmas the second day of Christmas right day after Christmas Day right second day of Christmas is, and see see my neighbours my my good Southern Baptist neighbours here taking their Christmas tree to the dump <laughs> <laughs> Christmas Day's over that's it all, all over for another year I mean are you sure I mean come on We're just getting warmed up here in our in our Catholic home we're just getting warmed up for the season <laughs> we only only out of first gear you know um being cruise control by about the second you know um. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, but the other thing I would say is, you know, that obviously, yes, New Year's Day in some sense within the liturgical calendar is, uh, is, the, is the first Sunday of Advent. I would agree with that. But we do need to remember, you know, that in many medieval countries, New Year's Day was March the 25th, which is the Feast of the Annunciation, which absolutely makes sense. Because yes. that's when the, when the Word is made flesh, when God becomes man, is when it all begins from the point of view of the Incarnation. So, uh, you know, that makes much more sense for, for, to be a New Year's Day than, than January the 1st. Well, and, and our final topic for today, so you can get off to uh, go enjoy some wonderful uh, you and uh, daddy and daughter time with your beautiful daughter. Um, second breakfast, Christmas time, second breakfast, <laughs> our, fa our favorite spirits, foods, and smokes, uh, all things that come, uh, that come wonderfully and and. and uh, uh, almost magically to us through the writings of Tolkien and uh, the, and the Shire, we all really uh, uh, all have our favorites, and we all have the certain ones that we, that we love here locally. Uh, uh, I know you're such a fan of Craft Ale, the Abita Brewing Company, which started in 1988, and they're one of the first like small microbrewers, and then they opened a little pub attached to their uh, brewery. They've since expanded. They still make great local beer. But Mr. Patton started this tradition one year after he founded his brewery, and he started making a, a regular Christmas ale. And it would, and it, it, we would drink it. It would come out the day, the Friday. It was traditional. You go to, for like for ten years. Many of us, we would go to the brewery on the Friday after Thanksgiving, and Mr. Patton 
we could then for the first time buy Christmas ale. And it's always been one of my favorite drinks. So I love the Abita Christmas ale. Do you have a favorite ale this time of well, year? Yeah, I tell you, the, the, well, the, the, in England, the same sort of thing is called a winter ale, and it's, it's rich. It's almost like a, a beer equivalent of Christmas pudding. Um, and I like, it's also very strong, so I do like it, but it is also like Christmas pudding. Really, one relatively small portion should be enough for everybody. Otherwise, you're going to fall over. Um, but yes, but winter ale is certainly part of it. I tell you, um, uh, I, I, for me... Brandy is an important part uh, of of Christmas. I mean, we, I've talked about you know pouring the uh, the brandy over the Christmas pudding and setting light to it. But obviously, drinking the brandy at Christmas. I'm um, a great single malt lover, as you know, particularly island malts, those smoky malts from from the island of Ireland, the of the, uh, the, the in the in the Hebrides, the islands off the west coast of Scotland, and and the Orkneys off the north coast of Scotland. I love that. I would say one other thing as well, though. Um, is that um, uh, my wife likes ice wine, ice wine, uh, sort of, uh, it's, uh, it's a sort of uh, sweetish, fruity white wine from Germany. It's called ice wine because it's, it's harvested when the first frost comes. Um, so but we normally drink that Christmas Eve um, uh, after we get back from, from Mass. Um, and it, but the other thing I do like to be to be kind to the Americans because it's it's, it's good at Christmas to be kind to Americans. That's one, one of my traditions. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and one thing we don't have in England, which I do actually enjoy just at Christmas, I'm not interested the rest of the time, uh, is eggnog. And, and of course, yes. eggnog without, without without booze in it is, is is nothing. But if you sort of if you sort of have, a, I normally find about fifty percent either brandy or. Or, 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 or bourbon, uh, and the other 50% eggnog, that's a marvelous Christmas festive drink. Yeah, and um, now there are many mass-produced eggnogs that are just sh- sugary, syrupy, sappy. Uh, right. my, my friend yeah. uh, Daniel Mundy of uh, Mundy Farms makes a, uh, I'm trying to remember what he calls it, but he makes an eggnog recipe that, uh, that uh, is actually traced all the way back to George Washington himself. And, oh, wow. oh, no, it is delicious, and it actually calls for real eggs. Now, the thing about making a real eggnog, it's a great thing that you could do with your family. you got to have a good recipe. And know that if you start it early in the afternoon on Christmas Eve, by the time you come back from, uh, from or early in the day on Christmas Eve, by the time you come back from midnight mass, it'll be chilled and about ready to drink. Um, so you can actually make it at home. You don't have to buy a bread. It's not hard. Um, one of the things that we, we had, we had Christmas carolers, uh, for our neighborhood the other day and, um, 20 some odd children and about fi- uh, 15 adults went in and went to eight houses and did, did traditional Latin Christmas carols, and a couple of English ones too. Um, but my wife made, Mrs. Chur made a homemade, uh, a homemade hot chocolate that you make in a crock pot. And uh, she was telling me the ingredient list. I'm like, you had me at condensed milk. <laughs> condensed milk, Hershey's Kisses. Uh, what else is in it? Is there cream? What's heavy, whip, heavy whipping cream. There's, there, there's so much to life that we could all be like hobbits for. <laughs> 